a question for us to ponder. What is God doing all day in relation to us? What's God doing all day in relation to us? What comes to mind is a poem called Invictus by William Ernest Henley. You might be familiar with the poem itself or by the movie of the same title, directed by Clint Eastwood, uh, depicting the life of Nelson Mandela, played by Morgan Freeman. At least for me, Morgan Freeman's voice says this poem in my head. The final couplet, the last two lines are these. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. Now, if you were to ask anybody on the street, who do you want to be the master of your fate, the captain of your soul? Chances are they'd respond in words similar to those of this poem. Me. I want to be the master of my fate. I want to be the captain of my soul. I want to drive. I want to lead. I want to be in charge of my life, not someone else. But see, the great paradox, the great irony of that answer that we would all sort of instinctively give is that as much as we would like to be in control, in charge, leading our own lives, the reality is that we do a pretty lousy job at it. Because each and every one of us, whether we realize it or not, are constantly being led. We are constantly being led by those around us, by the world. Whether we're conscious of that fact or unconscious of it, we're always being led. We are really not the masters of our faith, the captains of our soul. Marketing gives this truth exactly. Notice the next time you order something on Amazon, which for myself might be this afternoon, it's a pretty regular occurrence. <laughs> Notice the logo. There's an arrow that goes from the A of Amazon to the Z, pointing to the Z, telling us that Amazon has everything from A to Z, that it comes directly to us. It's exactly what the company does, and it does it pretty well. There's a message that's there for us to sort of pick up on and lead us to that product to that company, or think of FedEx that has the arrow sort of built into the word FedEx. All these different ways that companies pick up on how we're, we can be led in subconscious ways. To use another example, one that you all experience is you're listening to me right now. I hope that you're listening, <laughs> and I hope that you're listening because you hope that there's something that you might pick up in this homily that might help you lead your life in a different way. We're always being led by something or someone because we don't live in a vacuum. We don't live isolated from people. We live around people, people we look up to, people who we get advice from, people who we try to live our lives an example of. Aristotle said that the human person is by nature a social animal. We live in a society. We live around others. And the people of the Bible understood this point precisely, that they are a people constantly in need of being led. And so throughout the Bible, we find this image of the people of Israel being like sheep. Even Abraham, our father in faith, Abraham himself was a shepherd. When we first meet King David, he's the youngest son of Jesse. And he's not with his other older sons, but his father says he's out tending the flocks. David is a shepherd. Jesus Christ in the gospel tells us that he is the good shepherd. 
And St. John gives us his vision in the book of Revelation of everyone gathered around the throne where there is the lamb, the crucified and risen lamb at the center, leading everyone from every tribe and race, people and tongue to verdant pastures where there's life-giving water. Israel, especially in the Old Testament, when they were at their best, they recognized that they needed a leader, they needed a shepherd, and they followed good shepherds. Think of Moses, think of David, Elijah, the prophets. At their worst, Israel followed other people, Babylon, other people, and followed their examples, those bad shepherds that led them astray. We have to recognize and follow their lead that each one of us is in need of being led. You know, we align ourselves with so many things. Think Democrat or Republican, conservative or liberal, Catholic or Protestant, Starbucks or Dunkin', Coke or Pepsi, your choice. We align ourselves under a certain heading and we identify with that heading and with who's at the top of that leading us in a particular direction. And so the mystery that we celebrate today is God's response to these two fundamental truths about us. On the one hand, that we love to lead ourselves. We have this desire to be in charge, to lead where we want ourselves to go. And the other truth being that we will always inevitably let ourselves be led by others. So recognizing that we like to go in our own direction, but will ultimately be led by others, God responds. He responds with this great mystery of the good shepherd. The Father sees how we like to wander, sees how we like to lead ourselves, and we'll always do that poorly. We'll always lead ourselves off the right path. And so in response to that, God sends us what we need, a shepherd, a leader, one to gather us in, to scatter sin itself, which scatters us, to collect us in his arms and lead us back, back into the Father's embrace. If you've ever seen a dog herding sheep, you get this point exactly. Sheep will walk, wander in any direction. And if that dog is gonna get those sheep into their pen, into the direction that they need to go, what the dog will very often do is run a circle around the sheep. So the sheep wanna go this way, the dog and the shepherd want them to go this way. So the dog will run around this side to lead them, to head them off, to, to go where they're going, so as to persuade them, to lead them back to where they should go. So the truth is that whenever we turn away from the Father, we're not turning away from God. When we turn away from the Father, we're turning toward the Good Shepherd. Because Jesus Christ, the second person of the Trinity, was sent into this world to do precisely that, to head us off, to catch us, to see where we're going, get out in front of us, and persuade us. This means that every time that we turn our backs on the Father, every time we favor our own sense of self-importance, our own self-reliance, our own quest for self-mastery, thinking it's totally us and we're going to lead our lives where we want to go. When we think that we are the masters of our fate, the captains of our souls, 
When we turn our back on the Father, we are turning toward His Son, whom He has sent into this world to gather us in, to collect us, to lead us in that direction that leads us to life, to verdant pastures where there is richness and life in abundance. So what's God doing in relation to us every day? He's sending his son. He's sending his son into our lives as the good shepherd to find those ways in big ways and in small that we ourselves turn away to catch us off, to lead us back. See, we don't believe in a God that's uninterested. We don't believe in a God who is totally content to let us do our own thing. No, we believe in a God who is relentlessly in love with us, who relentlessly seeks us out to the farthest extent that we could possibly wander. God is there to bring us back. The Good Shepherd is there to bring us back, to gather us in. George Herbert said in a famous poem, love bade me welcome, yet my soul drew back. The good shepherd, God who is love, the king of love, my shepherd is, constantly inviting us, persuading us, like a lover who's not content with his beloved saying no, constantly persuading, there beckoning, inviting us. That's how Jesus Christ is the good shepherd to each one of us. And as much as our soul, as much as we want to turn away, we know and we trust that the Good Shepherd is always there, never leaving us, never abandoning us, but always inviting us to life with the Father. Let us seek to hear his voice. He's always calling out to us, no matter where we've gone. He's always inviting us back, calling out to us, inviting us to perfect and full life. Perverse and foolish, oft I strayed, but yet in love he sought me, and on his shoulder gently laid, and home rejoicing brought me.